Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about negative cycles. Ooh, okay. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. All right. So in previous episodes, we've talked a lot about the world of a pursuer Mm. and the world of a withdrawer in other episodes. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to put the two together and talk about how they dance and step on each other's toes and Mm. what they can do to get out of these negative feedback loops. Mm. Okay. I got a feeling me and you can get into a couple of these dances with each other, (laughs) Miss Pursuer. (laughs) That is so true. As a person who thinks about it a lot, I think, and like, it makes me crazy. You know, it's like, okay, I know George is more of a withdrawer. So like all my moves, I still analyze them. I still analyze, like, should I call him? Should I email him this? Like I, I emailed you something that I was telling you today. It's like, don't worry. I'm not expecting anything for you to do anything about this. I just want to show you, you know, like afraid as a pursuer who is aware of how, easy it is to push somebody away that I'll push you away in some way. Or what was it? Last time we were setting up or something. And I said, you know, he said, we'll meet at this time. Oh, it was the morning one, right? We talked about that. And I'm like, George got back to me at seven. Do you think I'm asking Derek because he's a withdrawer. So I'm like comparing like, okay, what am I doing here with this, this partner? And I said, you know, maybe he wants to podcast early. And he's like, well, just call him. I'm like, No, if he wanted to podcast early, he'd say he does. And if he wants to, I should wait for him to say that to me. I mean, it's like knowing what I do know makes me even more neurotic. There's a lot of work going on in that brain, that's for sure. (laughs) It is so true. Those wheels are spinning. So true. So, I mean, I I think that that's – that is the difficulty with a little bit of knowledge is – at least for me and I think for many pursuers, you know, there's that joke and – I don't think it's quite as gendered as the jokes are, but, you know, how a relationship between a man and a woman, you know, the woman is just like analyzing every last thing. And the guy is like, well, I, I was just thinking about my tires, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It. You know, I'm not thinking that hard. Sometimes just not thinking at all, just taking a break from life, just 
<laughs> sitting back and just unwinding, unplugging. Okay. So, how so you do... could see how that, that could work out real well. Your brain is analyzing. Is this the right time? I don't want to be at the wrong time. Wait, maybe it is, but we can get a chance to go early and we can get more done. But So those right. wheels are spinning and I'm right. probably just sitting back at my desk saying, oh, it's just it's, nothing going on. Just hang it out. <laughs> Well, how do we solve this? How do how does a we're pursuer? Talk about yeah, that. okay. The good. first thing we're going to do is, I don't want people to get feel like they're just one or the other, right? I've never met a pursuer who sometimes doesn't withdraw and protect, yeah. and never met a withdrawer who doesn't pursue. Sometimes mm. it's really just trying to get a. Can we see interdependency? Can we see how what we're hoping for from our move, does it actually work and get what we're looking for? Mm -hmm. Or does it get the opposite? Mm -hmm. That's how to really tell if you're in a negative cycle or a positive cycle. I always tell people inside every pursuer is a little withdrawer and inside every withdrawer, there's a little pursuer. Sure. I mean, we, we do switch off. That's true. The key is in the results. So if you look at the pursuer's moves, I push and poke and mobilize, turn up my energy in the hope that the withdrawer is going to engage. Mm -hmm. When you understand the withdrawer, that's not really highly motivating to get them to engage mm -hmm. with high degree of energies. So what you're hoping to get from the push often produces the opposite. Right. So for a withdrawer, I'm hoping when I go away, that you're going to calm down mm -hmm. because that's the way I deal with emotion. I want to turn the temperature down. I'm doing to you what I do to myself all the time. Mm -hmm. But when you start to look at dynamics of a relationship, you start to recognize what I'm hoping for by going away doesn't actually calm you down. Mm -hmm. It actually escalates you. So the first step in really getting couples to see is that the good reasons they do what they do, because it works really well in their individual lives, doesn't actually motivate their partner to do more of what they would want from it. It actually encourages the opposite of that. Okay. So this is the part of the pursuer that doesn't feel fair, though, because the pursuing partner, as they become aware that as they push, it pushes somebody away. I mean, I, I'm like that with my husband too, just neurotic. I'm incredibly careful about bringing things up, how it's said. I mean, even I, I was telling him the other day, you know, with most people, I'm now so careful. And, and the price on that, I think in part is some spontaneity in me. When I was younger, I was just exuberant and enthusiastic and every friendship was like an opportunity. And now I feel this anxiety about new friendships and new relationships mm. and, and for that matter, old relationships, you know, just like I could it up, you know? Yeah. But you're also starting to describe a little of a withdrawer's moves, right? Mm. That caution, that carefulness, not mm. wanting things to go bad right, mm -hmm. is starting to make you take less risks. Mm -hmm. So when pursuers get burnt a lot, it starts to teach them to engage a little bit less and take less risks, which is showing even pursuers do withdrawal moves. Mm -hmm. But look at what you're saying. You're, you're okay, saying that, we like, translate that. empathic and now I have tears in my eyes. It's like, okay, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's like there is a, a withdrawing part for sure. Yeah. 
And that's good. I want to have withdrawers and pursue a part to me. I don't want to just be one thing all the time. But I appreciate your tears because you can relate to what it feels like. Why withdrawers go away? They don't want to feel that. They're just trying to not feel pain. They don't want to fear. feel, they don't want to make a mistake, yeah. right? Right. So it's uh -huh. easy to not engage rather than make a mistake. Yeah. But what they're hoping in not making a mistake will actually calm things down and stop mm -hmm. the bad thing. Mm -hmm. But what they don't recognize is in doing that, they're not giving the other person anything to work with. Mm -hmm. And when you have nothing to work with and you want to engage, that is going to lead to protests. It's going to lead to – so I'm always trying to get people to see that the behavior that they don't like in their partner, they create. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to sit back and say to you, Lori, if we're in a relationship, you have to stop pursuing. Mm -hmm. I actually have to start taking ownership for how I put you in that position by going away all the time. Mm -hmm. Just like you would have to take ownership. You know, most pursuers just think, well, just engage. Or I'm not going to engage if I don't have success when I engage. Mm -hmm. So you can't really change this without both people doing something differently. Mm -hmm. Okay. So No comment on that one? Um, I'm waiting for the pursuer to come out. And she was silent there again. You, <laughs> you're throwing me off with these withdrawal moves. That's true. That is so true. Yeah, I think that in my marriage, I it was probably about year seven, and I didn't know this theory. I've told you this before, but I realized all about the pushing in me. And for the for I would say two years, I backed up, and I probably didn't didn't do it as smart as I could have. I mean, I didn't grow cold or anything like that, but I I didn't reach secure attachment either. I kind of told myself, okay, I'm going to have to get my needs met myself. And I really poured myself into other activities and creativity. I learned to play the piano. I did all kinds of stuff. And, you know, my withdrawing partner, he came forward in a greater way than I had expected even in the beginning. In every relationship, there's that dynamic of pursuit and withdraw to some extent. And like you've said, George, we do switch places sometimes. And... As I get older, I'm more and more aware of this between people. And and there are I have girlfriends that I'm totally a withdrawer with, and I still have people that I pursue. I've been having a lot of fun with the EFT gang on Facebook. You don't play on mm -hmm. Facebook, George, but we've all been having fun without you. <laughs> I've loved getting to know Ryan and Hawk and Terry. George, what about for you? Just even in this partnership with me, do you find these dynamics alive for you as well? I think I can relate to the caution or the carefulness. Mm. So often as a withdrawer, I feel safe when I'm getting things right and I know what I'm speaking about and I'm contributing something. Mm. And, you know, that fear that's lurking is I'm going to say something stupid or get it wrong or mess something up. It would make sense that you you want to do this right Certainly don't want to disappoint our audience, don't want to disappoint me and the choice. That makes a lot of sense. But I got to say, I have this pursuer part that wants to rush in and reassure you. I wanted you to come and do this with me. I don't think you even know this, George, but when I found out Adam was leaving, I called you like the next day. At, like I'd seen your videos. I knew who you were. 
And you were like, I, I think I used the excuse and I said, you know, well, I'm just, I'm looking for supervision because I didn't know you. I couldn't say like, well, do you want a podcast with me? And you're like, yeah, call me in like three months. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, shoot. That's a great example of like, look at all the thought that goes into that email. And my brain's just saying overwhelmed, another another responsibility, another this, you know, this pause it, give yourself some space, a couple of months, and if she's persistent, maybe something will happen. It's funny how <laughs> consistent these moves are. Yeah. So I think what I'd like to do is come back and from break and describe how do couples actually get out of this. Thing. Okay. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. Hey, I want to let you guys know all about George. He's written and contributed to several books, and I'd especially like to draw your attention to his book, Sacred Stress, a radically different approach to using life's challenges for positive change. His book is about a mission on how you adopt new strategies and turn stresses into a positive force in your life. And who among us doesn't live with a lot of stress these days? We'll keep you posted as to all he's doing. But George and other EFT therapists all around the country and the world hold couples retreats called Hold Me Tight, which is developed by Sue Johnson, and it helps secure your own relationship. If you'd like therapy with George, find him at georgefowler.com. So how do we do more than just recognize our defenses, our moves, mm -hmm. and see our partners and see the setup to fall into these feedback loops where the more you push, the more I go away, the more I go away, the more you push, right? That's the chicken and the egg. It's mm -hmm. classic, been around since humans have been around. Mm -hmm. So I think that first step we're trying to get our listeners to see is to recognize if you can name this cycle, then it's it's a lot easier to, to, to start the first step of changing it. Mm-hmm. Pursuers have great reasons they're pushing. It's their hope for change. It's their ability to be seen, be heard. It's how they fight for the relationship. It's coming from a beautiful place. Withdrawers have great reasons why they go away. They want to calm things down. They're fighting for the relationship in just a different way. So I think the first step is seeing that cycle and seeing the good reasons you do what you do. You got to understand your own moves before you can start understanding your partner's moves. Mm hmm Right. So, but then that next big step, that second step is, do you really get why your partner's doing what they're doing? Like, can I walk in your shoes for a moment and get what it's like to kind of struggle on that before you make that phone call? Yeah. Right. That, can that, you? <laughs> I hope so. I, I didn't at the moment, but, uh, you know, that's <laughs> what time does to just recognize how risky that is. Right. Yeah. To just kind of put yourself out there to allow your heart to want something, to get excited, to think about possibilities you know, and that fear of being blown off or just not being responded to or being rejected. And then what that for most pursuers, that's just the first start. Then the, then right. comes the shame, their own self-doubt and criticism. That's a that's a vicious place. That is so true. So how can we get through the cycle and what are the steps that we need to see in order to get through the cycle? You told me just now that 
your part of the cycle is not being good enough, right? That that's your fear. Right. Coming up short. So do you get the good reasons if that's my fear, why you're reluctant to engage sometimes? Why you're reluctant to engage. Yeah. Yeah. By most withdrawers, by actually going away is what makes them feel safe. This is hard for pursuers to relate to because going away, leaving them alone actually makes them more anxious. Right. For withdrawers going away, they don't want to live there, but it's just a reset. Mm-hmm. So there's calmness. There's there's clearer thinking. It's there. It's actually my way of fighting for the relationship to be able to say, you know what, let me take a, a couple of days to figure out what's the best way of it responding to this. Right. Uh-huh. But the big thing is, because if you don't understand your partner's world, you're left to your own assumptions. Pursuers start to think the reason the withdrawal is going away is that they don't care. They don't want to engage. Mm-hmm. That's not the withdrawal's truth. They're actually a bit anxious, and they're just trying to turn down the emotional heat. It has nothing to do with not caring at all. Mm-hmm. Most They're, they're trying to keep it calm because they, that's maybe what they learned in childhood. Things were erratic or chaotic or absolutely. problematic in some way. And so if, if I just get smaller, don't make any waves, maybe I won't upset the people that I love. Yeah. Right. So – how does a pursuer start to see that and take it less personal? Mm-hmm. That the withdrawer does this all the time, not for the pursuer with their own inner world. This is the move that they make. Just like for me, the withdrawer, I have to see that your kind of criticism or your pushing or you're wanting to initiate isn't trying to tell me I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just your way of trying to deal with your emotions. You want to fix things. You want to understand things. You want to communicate them. You want a process that's calling for my engagement. Mm-hmm. But if I don't understand that because my brain says, wait, it's starting to get a little too hot here. Get out. Mm-hmm. Why does this person not see that? Every withdrawer wants to turn a pursuer into a withdrawer. Every <laughs> pursuer wants to turn a withdrawer well, into a pursuer. Really well. <laughs> right? That's not going to happen. Right? So once we start recognizing that, we start taking a little less personal the other person's moves. Mm-hmm. Now we start to set the stage to start creating those negative moves with more positive moves. So the way I like to test okay, my couples test? is – the pursuer and withdrawer actually have to share with their partner. So I'll go first. Okay, you go. I need to be able to tell you and just see what this is like. I used to think your pushing or your kind of criticism mm-hmm. was telling me I was doing it wrong, mm-hmm. coming up short. Now I'm starting to recognize that that pushing, that analyzing, that work that you're doing, that's just how you deal with stress and emotion. Mm-hmm. It's your way of fighting for the relationship, for more connection, for more mm-hmm. closeness. Mm-hmm. It's your way of feeling safer to just feel like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. It's your resilience to actually engage in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You're not trying to tell me I'm doing it wrong. It's just kind of how you're trying to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So I still want you to work on it. I kind of don't like it all the time, but I do appreciate your, your, your way of fighting for us. Mm-hmm. What's that like to hear? That's nice. I I mean, you can just tell I took a deep breath, right? That feels nice. Trying to see it from my perspective, trying to see that there's a a good in my motive. By the way, I'm not criticizing George for all those listeners out there. (laughs) Well, I was 
I was taking on your husband for a little bit That's there. That's right. That's right. Okay, so then if I were to be the pursuing partner trying to reassure you, I would say, you know, I I get it. Well, you're going to have to coach me on this, George, so I do it right. Well, you used uh, to think my going away meant what? So I used to think that your going away meant you didn't care about what was important to me or what was important to the family, that you saw me as a bother and that my needs and things were too much, that I was too much. And so, but now I see that one of the messages that you get from me when I'm coming at you is that you think I'm telling you that you're not good enough, that you don't do enough, that you're not helpful enough or, or whatever I need from you. And that feels bad to you. So being quiet, I mean, I know that that's how you survived in your childhood. You know, your mom and dad, they fought all the time. And it just was like, you just going away to your room was the way you survived and calmed things down. And so it makes sense to me now that you just shut down because you're like, I, I want to fix it. Maybe I'll just go off and fix it. And then she'll be happy. And that calming down is really a way that you're trying to keep us together, you know? And it feels good. It feels like you're understanding me in a truer light that my going away is not because I don't care. My going away is just, it feels safer, Mm. right? And things are calmer when I go away. And the world really reinforces this message. It's not just about trying to hide and get away from bad things. Like I like being calm under pressure. I like that feeling of being Mm -hmm. able to think clearly and fix things. So I get a lot of training to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, so and some rewards, right? I mean, I think that a lot the of world rewards. rewards the withdrawing partner or any any person when they can gather their resources and focus and put aside emotion and and get stuff done. But that is more of the withdrawing partner's strength is to focus on production and do. And I want to highlight how hard this is actually to do. That's why this is a test. You've spent, if we were in a marriage, say for 20 Mm. years, you've spent 20 years, (laughs) 30 baby, (laughs) thousands upon thousands of times Mm -hmm. telling me you hate my withdrawal. Mm -hmm. It is radically different to tell a withdrawal. I still don't like it at times, but it makes sense. That is such a hard thing to do, to look at this person you love. Your brain has looked at this so many times and said, I hate this. I hate this. Change it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Change it. Mm-hmm. Right? When you can look at your partner and say, I still don't like this thing, but I get it. I can keep my focus on you and I can see why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's a true sign that you're, you're de-escalated, that this cycle doesn't control you, that you're starting to really unite against this cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so radical for me. So many times when I see your anger, my brain says, what is wrong with this lady? Why does she need to do this? Why can't she just say this in a calmer way? How is this helpful? Like, I don't get it. I want you to change that. Mm-hmm. I am not really seeing the function of what you're trying to do. So when I can sit back and say this thing that I hate inside you, this thing that's caused me so much misery, it makes sense. That's a whole different way of me relating to your anger and your criticism. Mm-hmm. I hope my uh, listeners, this, this, my, this is going to be harder to do than it actually says because your brain has had lots of practice hating this move that your partner is doing. Yeah. Right and now not, you're saying. Not seeing I, how it's for them survival and how exactly. it's their 
it's how it's their gift to make the relationship better. Withdrawers are giving their partner calm and pursuers are giving their partner motive. <laughs> exactly. Both are fighting just in very different ways. They've been set up to miss each other here. And it's one thing to recognize that negative pattern and say, yes, that's us. It's a whole nother thing from the bottom up to sit in that pattern and say, wait a second, let me be my partner and start understanding their moves. First, I have to understand my moves, why I go away. But once I feel safe in my own skin, then I can start experimenting saying, and what is your anger about? And I know I've really gotten to that point of understanding it when I could tell you it makes sense. Yeah, when we reach that point where we can be curious, we are calm. I mean, I think that's the beauty of de-escalation is your partner doesn't get ramped up. They actually calm way down and then they can tell you why they did what they did and well, what they were feeling beneath it, right? And that the whole key to de-escalation is you want to calm that negative cycle down so you can then replace it with a positive cycle. The mm -hmm. positive cycle is letting each other in to those more vulnerable fears that are happening the moment right before you get angry or the moment right before I go away, right? As we start to put words to those places and let our partner in, it's the connection in those vulnerable places that starts to create that positive cycle, mm -hmm. which we're gonna talk more about in another episode. Okay, good. We need more of this. Does that sound good to anybody? That more deeper connection and yeah. more vitality and energy? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you're listening to Foreplay Radio. Keep it hot. And connected. And Foreplay family, I want you to know we had our highest download day ever, thanks to you. Our downloads are just increasing by leaps and bounds. We are so grateful for your sharing. Thank you again. Definitely subscribe. That helps our rankings and iTunes, which is important for us. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.